Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. Hi, this is Adam. This is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. That's that's a beer and a wine. Uh Is that your fancy canned rosé? Yeah, um, I got some canned rosé. Because, you know, rosé in a can. Yeah, seems your style. I mean, it's nice when you're like, I don't want to drink a whole bottle of wine. When is that? Uh, When I've already had... Two other drinks. Oh, that's fair. That's when. That's and you're when. like, I don't want to share rosé with you. And I'm like, okay. I'll just have my own rosé. I have my own rosé. My own private rosé. So that's good. And I've got mm-hmm. a beer of some sort. I think it's just the Yingling. Yeah. You have it's Yingling. Good. It's a good beer. You were like, you're in charge of drinks. I'm like, cool. I'm opening two cans. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I was, to be clear, she's in charge of drinks. I'm in charge of setting up the entire technical infrastructure for mm-hmm. this podcast. So I think it's a fair division of I've labor. I've also already had two drinks. Like, So yeah, you're... Yeah. I'm not going to be like, you know what we should go into? Like very complicated drinks with egg foam. Let me like, get the blender. No, yeah, no, no bad not, time for the blender. That's not what I do right now. No, you just do what you do and it's fine. We're getting where we go. So that's fine. How's your week going? It's the longest freaking week. I don't know why about it is so long. So time check Wednesday. So long. Our kids went to school Monday, mm-hmm. not Tuesday because it's a staggered start and we're at the beginning of the alphabet. So whatever. Right. And then they're back full time today. Me and you had lunch two days this week together. It's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Kind of here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I don't know. It just seems a little weird. But we're getting yeah, through our it. Our kids have been to school for two days. We're already out of masks. Well, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so. It's going to be a long uh long nine months we have like 12 masks in this house and three kids and that math should work out no we have we have more than that oh yeah like a couple of weeks ago i think i bought like 20 yeah but then we hear about why i don't like this kind of mask and this one color is not okay and you're just like just cover your fucking mouth and get to school right it's fine our school did go with a mask mandate at literally the eleventh of hours. No, it was the one of hours. <laughs> like it went past midnight, roundabout again, and then because they actually announced that two days after class started that we were going to have a mask requirement. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> whatever. I mean, my kids were wearing masks anyway. Right. I did go it's to fine. Old Navy to pick up some more masks. I could not find them. I was like, sweet. Yeah. There's the rush. So I looked around Costco, didn't see any either. So. I think it's kind of this weird moment where people are starting to wind down the production and then all of a sudden Delta comes storming in. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Gotta make more masks. Yep. 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 So anyway, we'll figure it out. We'll get muddled through. Hopefully. Or we won't. Yeah. So anyway, my week was fine so far. Yeah. Halfway through. I liked having lunch with you. Yeah. It is nice. Uh, The house was... So quiet. I worked from home today with Isn't no it kids. Freaky? It was like it was distracting. I need to like put on like an episode of the Golden Girls. Like I I need noise. Oh now. yeah. Yeah. Like I need some kind of 
I, should I just rig up some sort of like rotating thing that can just bounce on the floor every so often and right, randomly? Right, right. Just like, ow! <laughs> ow! Stop touching me! So I can yell. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's what I need. That's what you need? No? Just, I'll be like, you know, have our, our smart speakers be like, mm-hmm. Alexa, like... Over 15 minutes, interrupt me for no goddamn reason. Yeah, ask Lisa what time it is, because that's what... They walk past three clocks, down a flight of stairs, past two more clocks, and come to you and say... What time is it? It's 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 my. You're favorite. wearing a watch. <laughs> we did get all of our kids' watches. So did not did not decrease the amount of times that they ask what time. It yeah, is. it was a subtle burn, but like we have a, a chalkboard where we write what we're having for dinner. The amount of times our kids ask what's what's for dinner. Well, the amount of time we deviate from the chalkboard is not insignificant. So they have. We always some make taste. something on the chalkboard. Yeah, it'll be something on the chalkboard. You will eat it. You will be fine. Get over it. Mm-hmm. I think tomorrow's tortellini is it? Oh, or leftovers, whatever you want. I think You're I might do the tortellini's like it's the fresh stuff, so it's yeah. gonna start peaking here in a minute. So should probably work on that. But anyway. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, How was your week? Ah, uh, fine. I worked from home Monday, and there was no kids in the house, and I was just like, "What is even happening?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was kind of weird. Uh, I'm going to be the four out of five days get the kids on the bus parent. Yes. And um, let me just say, you win. You win. I mean, you've been the morning parent for a long time. True. So. It's just the staggered mornings now is a little bit weird, and we have some kids that need to, like, bathe in the mornings now because they need to bathe a little more often. I mean, I'm making our middle schooler bathe at night because yeah. I was like, I don't have time for you to take a shower in the morning. It doesn't fit into my life. <laughs> like, take a this shower at night. This is true. We need to just get... Well, and the other thing is the there's the shower in our room that he can't use because you're using... And the shower on the other side of the house is between his siblings, his bedroom. And he'll wake him up. He'll wake him up if he turns it on. So he's like, I can't do that. So we're like, all right, well, you shower at night now. Shower at night. Which is fine. It's fine. I was never a shower at night kind of person because I have hair that just... I think if you had to be, you would be. Like... Have you seen my hair in the morning? I would just not I mean, have hair. I, I would have, just shave I my head. I have woken up next to you for like... 17 years. 17 years. So. I have seen your hair in the morning. <laughs> and I can't go out in public like that. I mean, you just kind of smooth it over to one side. You wear a hat. Like, it doesn't work that way. You can make it work. Maybe. But anyway. So. Uh, also in the middle of all this, we managed to watch a movie. We did. We did watch a movie. And I think that was like four days ago or something. I don't know. Even at this point. What is right. time? It seems like a long time ago, but it was probably two days ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, we watched... We back watched, to the Future 2. Yeah, Back to the Future 2. Part 2, technically. Yes, part but 2. I have to say, I like this movie. It It's a good movie. It's very enjoyable. It makes no fucking sense. But it does. It does. I'm going <laughs> to argue that it makes sense. It, it is consistent <laughs> within its internal logic, but also silly okay. with its internal logic. So, um... Back to the Future 2 famously mm-hmm. starts almost exactly at the end of Back to the Future Part 1. It actually backs up into the last scene of Back to the Future Part 1. Replaces yes. Jennifer. For no reason, because she has two lines in this movie and spends the rest of the time, like, passed out next to a box of asbestos. Like, or well, sleeping on a bench. Like, the amount that she is in this movie for her to be recast is 
bonkers. Well, I think that was part of the recasting was that the actress that originally wanted to play, well, originally was playing Jennifer was like, this is not enough. Right. Like you're, this is, no, I'm not in this movie. I was in the last movie and I'm also not in this movie. <laughs> so like, basically yeah. I could be I'm like out. a cutout and they're like, cool. You could be a cutout. Like you're saying you could recast you and no one would notice unless we told them. I mean, it's true. It's true. True. It is true. Which he does fine. Anyway, also I feel like this movie is a tease. Mm-hmm. Because all of the promotional material was like, to the future. Because like, future. we went to 1955, now we're going forward to the far-off future date of 2015. Okay, so our kids watched this movie, and they were like, when was... 2015 and i was like oh it was like five years ago and so our middle schooler was like so i was like six and i was like yeah and he was like huh we didn't have any of this shit when i was six no like <laughs> i was like yeah we, we he really was like i'm real disappointed in the future past uh, yeah what we could have been to which I have to agree. Like I also am disappointed. You're disappointed we didn't have Jaws 19. <laughs> I could go either and way. So on many that. holograms and robot waiters. I mean, we're working on it. We're working on it, and Jaws 19 is just inevitable with the current state of Hollywood. But the Cubs did win the World Series. They did. They did. Like a year later. Yeah, he was off by a year. Yeah, then the Back to the Future 2 predicted. I gotta say, the Cubs winning the World Series joke, like, and then when the Cubs won the World Series, like, so many people were like, ah, we predicted the future. Like, no, it was just the most ridiculous thing we could write. <laughs> and so we wrote it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's up there with, like, the Red Sox winning the series. And Which then, they also did. And Jimmy Fallon had to rewrite an entire movie around well, that. Oh, poor Jimmy Fallon. Single tier. Yeah, single tier. I don't feel bad for him. He met his wife on that movie. I know. Like, good for him. <laughs> like, blessings. Yeah, she was, like, a showrunner. Yeah. And they kind of... They have, like, kids are still married. So, yeah. like, whatever. She was around was when he fine. almost degloved his finger. That's a whole story. I guess so. I did not. I did not go deep into uh, the fever pitch, <laughs> like wiki no. or whatever that you have researched. No, that was just something that that actually happened when he was on the Tonight Show. Like he fell and he caught his finger on the edge of a table, and it caught his ring, and just that whole horrible situation that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bad. It does happen. It does. Anyway, we watched a movie. We watched um, a movie. It starts right at the end, and they go blazing off in the sky in a right, flying they DeLorean. Fly. Uh, and they get spotted by Biff, Biff, who is like... 1985 Biff. 1985 Biff, who is a grown adult Biff. Uh, he's not teenage Biff, but he's a grown adult Biff. He does auto detailing. Yeah. That's his job. That's his job. In uh, the... The new shiny alternate timeline of 1985, where Biff mm -hmm. is not a bully. Yeah. Or still is a bully, but happens to be down on his luck. Yeah, I think he would be a bully, but he... He would be a bully, he just doesn't have the opportunity. He doesn't have the power to be a bully anymore, because mm -hmm. nobody's scared of, like, a grown-up who can be physically intimidating, because you're just like, I will just call the cops, like... I mean, that's the privilege of being a white man. Yeah, true. That's true. But he was picking on predominantly white men and also right. white women, but like right. still. Anyway, 
so they they go into the future and the first thing is they're like in a highway of flying cars yes a highway of flying cars so they have like i guess that's how you do it you'd have to have like traffic patterns and you know right like stop start like let's like for drama like mm-hmm. yeah you gotta you gotta handle this stuff because you can't just have people flying willy-nilly across the country that'd be silly talk right right so yeah there's still like a system of air traffic for this you know this layer of airspace belongs to these people Mm -hmm. and there's like yeah there's like a crossroads yeah and doc does almost kill them nearly instantly oh so many times yeah it's not the last time in this movie so he's been chilling in the future because he was like i'm gonna go 30 years in the future i've always wanted to like outlive myself also christopher lloyd's still alive yeah. He's been alive for so long. Oh, How yeah. old was he supposed to be in this 1985 movie? We've talked about this. That <laughs> I think he was supposed to be... He was supposed to be like 80? He was supposed to be Christopher Lloyd's age in 55, which means... Which I think he was in his late 50s then. Okay. So he's supposed so, to be in his late 80s in, two, in 1985. In so he probably wouldn't have made it. To 2015. To 2015. But Christopher Lloyd is like in his 80s now. And yeah. And he's fine. And he's fine. He's, I mean, I haven't checked lately. I mean, I don't, I don't actually know how old We've got a few days I before not, this podcast comes Google. out. Who knows? Right. So we'll see. We'll see where he's at. But he seems to be fine. Uh, but he goes to the future, almost kills everybody, and then Jennifer is, like, super excited about being in the future. Okay, he's been hanging out in the future for a while. Don't you think he's, like, learned how to drive in the sky? Apparently I, not. He did not spend any of his time learning how to drive Doc in the future. Doc barely knows how to drive on the ground. God, he is so irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of this whole thing. I, I gotta he say. He sends a dog into the future, and then a teenager. I mean, we that definitely follows, uh, well, we definitely sent animals to space before we sent humans to space. Yeah, but not in the space of, like, ten minutes. I mean... I mean, honestly, Doc did not send Marty to Right, to it, w- it was an accident. He was going to send himself to the future. Right, right. Which is only slightly more... I mean, you sacrifice yourself. Like, yeah. sure. Sure. He was like, oh, work for the dog for a minute, I'm doing 30 years. <laughs> like, that was a... It was it was a big jump. It was a, a real jump. big jump. Um, but yeah, apparently he didn't spend any of his time chilling in the future, like learning to, drive. learning to drive. He did pick up some new threads. Yeah, he has a real unique look. He has a um, clear plastic tie. Yeah, his necktie is clear plastic. Why would you wear a tie if no one could see it? Why you have all the disadvantages of a tie, and none of the advantages of a tie. Maybe there was some dress code that he had to adhere to. Ooh. He's like, like, you need a tie, and he's just like being a real asshole about it. And he's like, here's my tie. It's like whenever <laughs> we went to college and I wasn't allowed to wear denim or athletic pants to class. Mm-hmm. So I showed up in leather pants, and they were like, there's technically no rule against I mean, this. Uh, yeah, also, currently. yeah, I wore a muumu because I was like, also not denim. So it's a dress. Fuck not you. Pants. This is a dress. And they're like, you look like you should be on the Golden Girls. And I was like, where's my fucking cheesecake, bitch? Yes. Yes. I had, I I lived a life. You did. You did. It was fantastic. (laughs) And I was right there with you. You were. You were like, okay. (laughs) It's what, it's what did it for me. Did it? No. Did it? You were like, she looks amazing in a moo moo. That wasn't it. Yeah. No. Anyway, uh, but 
as Jennifer's freaking out, like, I can meet myself, I can meet my kids, I can see how the future is, I can see what happened to all these people. Doc just, like... Fucking chloroforms her. I mean, it's like a neural thing, like... It's like flashy lights. It's essentially... Like chloroform. It's either chloroform or induces epilepsy. Right. Whichever way you want to go. It's not it's not great. No. It's not great. And Marty's like, Doc, you just knocked her out. And Doc's only response is, it's fine. She wasn't essential to my plans. Doc's a fucking sociopath. I I mean Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> I mean Holy shit, Doc. Okay, so his plan. Is to go into the future mm-hmm. and intercept Marty Jr., right. who looks exactly like Marty Sr., conveniently. They have the same name. Also convenient. Also played uh, by Michael J. Fox. Also played by Michael J. Fox. Um, because he's about to do something really stupid. Mm-hmm. And if he does the stupid thing, this is the thing that unravels Marty and Jennifer's entire family and everybody ends up in jail or dead. Right. Space-time continuum shit. Now, first off, Doc in 1985 was mm-hmm. pretty much a keeper of the sacred timeline aka mobius but not with sure the sure or the ancient one or whatever whatever yeah, he universe remains. yeah whatever universe you are subscribing to yeah he was the one that was like we can't mess with time we have to keep everything steady or else everything's fucked right you can't meet your like parents you can't interact with anybody it's all the butterfly effect blah 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 he has had a very hard pivot. Yeah. So as soon as he saved his own life and he's like, I figure what the hell. Mm-hmm. He was like, none of it fucking matters. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he's like, oh, so I can use this for my advantage or right. like not changing the timeline could affect me negatively. He's like, oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. I have zero morals. <laughs> I have zero morals and no scruples about timeline and fucking with all of the things yeah let's just let's just make this work out to the best possible for me and my buddies Mm -hmm. so they're gonna go and they're gonna stop marty uh from getting recruited to do some shenanigans yes jennifer's passed out yeah they just leave her in an alley because that's what you do with passed out chicks okay so many questions Mm -hmm. so many questions why didn't they just leave her in the delorean don't know this was this was made in 1980 Five, where it was totally okay to leave a sleeping child in a car. Can't confirm. Was done to me. Yeah. I remember waking up in a car and crying so hard I threw up. <laughs> I mean, that's funny now. I feel like... I mean, I was be... like in... I was safe. I was like in my garage, you know, like... Uh, but you're going to unbuckle but, or just... I could, but I was so mad. <laughs> upset that instead of unbuckling myself and climbing out of the car which my parents surely thought i would do (laughs) i just cried until i threw up awesome (laughs) i think that might be my first memory So today so, on Therapy with Lisa. 1985 was wild. It was. So, it was like, a good instead time. of just leaving your passed out girlfriend in your DeLorean time travel machine, they, like, purposely pick her up and move her and put her into, like, I don't know, a pile of asbestos? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And leave her, a very young, pretty woman, passed out uh, in 2015. Truly, Marty thought better. Mm-hmm. He thought better of the universe. He's like, surely by 2015, 
we have, you know, put all sexism aside and have, like, really stamped out misogyny and rape culture. And, like, he really... Again, we was, missed. ...was riding that change train. Uh, but... Yes. Also, both, both in alternate uh, 2015 and in current 2015. That's a bad uh, idea. That's a swing and a miss. Yeah, indeed. So Marty goes around the corner to the retro cafe, the 80s cafe, mm-hmm. where he's greeted by Robo... Um, Robo waiters. Robo waiters that are Michael Jackson and um, Ronald Reagan. And Ronald Reagan. Okay, I will say, I can see Robo waiters in a throwback 80s cafe because they all have that like max headrum yeah, yeah. Uh, thing and so like even though we didn't have robo waiters in 2015 i could see a robo waiter retro like retro max headrum yeah 80s cafe max headroom headroom yeah headroom mm-hmm. his last name is headroom yeah it was a whole thing okay <laughs> don't look at me i'm just shrugging here 80s are wild, y'all. Uh, look up the mythos of Max Headroom, and it is... I mean... Whatever you're thinking it is, you're wrong, and it's weirder. Mm, okay. So, no offense. It, it gets... And then you, like, kind of pull the string, and you're like, no, that's not actually it either. It's even weirder. I mean, I don't necessarily want to go on that deep dive, but thank you. Yeah. Just heads up. Heads up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, he goes into this cafe to intercept Cliff, who is Biff's grandson. Right. Do they have like a rhyming, uh, they like all have to have rhyming names? Well, first off, I don't know what Biff is short for. Mm-hmm. Bifford? No. <laughs> I feel safely, I feel safe saying is that's. Bifford not a name? That's not it. No. Pretty sure. Like, No. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know what Biff is short for. Um, but Cliff is, like, Clifford, a regular yeah. name. Or Clifton, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Heathcliff. Maybe Heathcliff. I do like uh, nicknames that are the end of the name instead of the first part of the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was like that, where, like, it's like Topher, not Christopher, or mm-hmm. Xander, not Alexander, not Alex, like... Like, okay, I'm here for that. Seth instead of Joseph. Like, sure, whatever. Yeah, go I for mean, it. there's enough people out there using Joe. You might as well get some mileage out of the Seth. Mm-hmm. Like, go for it. You do you, bad boy. Yeah, yeah. Pick pick any part of your name, and that is now your nickname. My nickname is now Am. Sure. Mine's Suh. Hi, this is Am. <laughs> this is Suh. I'm a designated parent. No. I think, I think it could work. But anyway, Cliff wanders into this and tries to recruit Marty Jr., mm-hmm. who is actually Marty Sr., into doing uh, hijinks. I'm not even sure what they're supposed they're to gonna, be They're going to, like, rob a bank. Like, something it's, silly. like, some hardcore stuff yeah. for being, like, high schoolers. It's weird. Yeah. And so um, Marty is going to tell him no, but as he's getting ready to, he spots actual marty jr coming in and has to hide mm-hmm. and then there's a whole scene where cliff then comes in and is recruiting marty jr and marty's jr's a wimp right right well he also has the thing of like if anybody calls him chicken he's like oh well the, if you call me chicken i will make bad decisions 
Yeah. That's what I do. That's a... It's genetic. That's a weird button to have. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a real weird plot point, and it's very consistent. But also very non-consistent. Yes. Uh, non-logical. Yes. Because if I had a buddy that every time I called him chicken, he did what I said, yeah. I'd be like, but you're not going to give me a hundred bucks. Absolutely. Chicken. Absolutely. I would, uh, yeah, manipulate the fuck out of that. Yeah. It, it's I not mean, I wouldn't. Thing. I'm a good person. But I could imagine, I could imagine that other, other people, people would. would possibly take advantage of such a thing. Evil, not good people. And so there's a whole scene here where... Marty or Marty Jr. kind of hems and haws and then ends up kind of standing up the cliff and getting thrown over the bar where Marty Sr. is hiding. Right. And Marty Sr. pulls him down and he flips himself back up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So and that he, Marty Sr. can be like, nah, Biff. No, nah, I'm out. I'm out. You can't tell me what to do. And Cliff and him have a whole kind of situation where Marty ends up doing the, hey, what's that? Punches him in the face, knocks his... Runs away! His henchman over and runs away. Where he goes out in the courtyard, sees a girl on a scooter. Tones of the first movie. Right, right. Like, beat for beat from the first movie. Like, pulls the handlebars off the scooter and hoverboards away. Yeah, he realizes it's a hoverboard. Oh, by the way, we do need to back up for just half a second and point out... Uh, is it a cameo if they weren't famous at the time? Uh, I don't know. But uh, there are these two children, and they're trying to play this retro video game. Mm -hmm. And Marty is like, oh, I'll show you how to do it. And he's like, bam, 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 see all the, like, whatever people are dead. And they're like, what? There's not even, like, holograms? This is lame as shit. And one of those children is a very young Elijah Wood. Fantastic. Good for you, right. Eli. He, he is adorable always. He has always been adorable. He is still at, like... Almost 50 years old. Adorable. <laughs> yeah, he looks spot on. Like, I just saw a photo not too long ago of him meeting up with, like, half of the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> he he has the one ring. Like, he like, is not aged. Uh, aged Dominic? Whew. Yeah, I mean... He looks every, Pippen, every bit of the 20 years older that he is. Yeah, Mary and Pippen are looking at it. Um, I mean, still looking good. No, they, they look good. They're very, like, fit and attractive, but they look like 45, 50-year-old men. Yeah. And not like, oh, you could play 15. Yeah. And Elijah Wood is just, like, 100% boyish good look and uh, yeah. does does not age. Yeah, Vigo Mortensen's looking a little up there. Um, yeah. Orlando Bloom, Bloom looks older yeah. and he's supposed to be a fucking elf. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... You look older than the elf. <laughs> You've done well, sir. Yes, but, uh, yes. Anyway. Elijah but, Wood uh, might be immortal. Just putting that's that all, out there. That's all I'm saying. Floating that off. Him and, like, um, Paul Rudd. Yes. Whatever you two Paul, are doing. Paul Rudd aging in reverse, like some kind of fucking Benjamin Button disease. Like, crazy. very interested in his skincare regime. Mm-hmm. Truth. So anyway, so Marty steals this scooter and has to, like, do the whole evade the bad guys thing again. Only this time, the bad guys also have scooters. Right. They also have hovercrafts. Which are powered. Like, not kick-powered, but, like, have engines on them. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, like, tow ropes. It's a whole thing. Right. It's an elaborate hovercraft skateboard chase. 
Mm -hmm. And then he uh, he does manage to find himself in the middle of the lake that's now in the middle of the courtyard, mm -hmm. courthouse right. square. Right. They have some kind of like lakey fountain. Yeah. And jobber. And the guys are like, oh, stupid mistake. You know, hoverboards can't go on water without power. And it's like, no, I mean, obviously he didn't. Obviously he didn't. Um, but yes. And also what constitutes power? Because kicking is power. Like mm -hmm. that's essentially what that is. But they mean a motor. They mean it has a motor. to have some kind of motor to go on water. But they have motors. So they, Biff's or Cliff, sorry. Easy mistake. Right. Only played by the same actor with a Remy name. Yeah. Is got his baseball bat and he's going to just pummel Marty, I guess. Sure. The plan is to beat the shit out of him. That's the plan. And as they get up to Marty at full speed on these uh, hovercrafts, hoverboards, Marty just simply steps off the hoverboard and drops into the, the pond. Yeah. And just swims away. Just, Nobody else can swim. Well, what happens is they can't turn fast enough so like they end up crashing and sailing through the front glass panels of the courthouse and causing damage and getting arrested claiming they were framed and marty is able to swim away yes it's all mm -hmm. sure oh that's fine meanwhile jennifer passed out in the alley next to a whole box full of asbestos mm -hmm. uh the police find her yeah. And they, uh, nice, nice, uh, women of color police. Mm hmm And they scan. Probably the best case scenario. A hundred percent the best case scenario. Like, a thousand percent a best case scenario. Yeah. Of, like, who to find you. And they scan her thumbprint, um, and it comes up in the system as, uh. Jennifer McFly. Jennifer McFly. And they're like, cool, we're just gonna drop her off. And they're like, oh, she's 47. And they're like, whew, that's a hell of a facelift. Okay. Marty comes back to the alley at this point, mm -hmm. and they see uh, both Marty and Doc, or just Marty, come back to the alley at this point. Uh, just Marty. Doc had actually gone off on a separate errand. Right, so Doc... Biff had spotted him. Old Biff is outside the 80s cafe, had spotted a flying DeLorean, and was like, wait a tick. Mm -hmm. and okay, so the whole, the whole premise is, if your old self bumps into your new self... Like, it could unravel the space-time continuum and destroy the universe. Or you could pass out and scream. Oh, we don't know that. We no, just... he says you could either pass out, or it could destroy the entire space-time continuum, but that's does, kind of where it's does, does he say yeah, yeah. that you can pass out as an option? Yeah. Okay. So... They window address that so early. Marty is really rolling the dice and being like, well... They'll take her back to the house, and she, like, maybe won't bump into herself. Or if she does bump into herself, she'll only pass out. Well, the big problem is that they get picked up. Or Jennifer gets picked up by, a, you know, a police car and taken away. Marty's just there. Doc has not returned yet. Right. But I feel like you could see them picking up your girlfriend and be like, hey, 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 hey. Like, where are you That's going with my, her? And they're uh, like, wife. oh, we, we, scanned, we scanned her thumbprint and we're taking her home. And she's like, and he's like, oh, no, she's with me. Like, scan my I print. Scan my print. And they're like, bloop, bloop, your husband. And you're like, so like, do 90% of your budget go to facelifts? And they're like, I mean, maybe, you know. We like to look young. It's how I want to spend my money. Don't judge. Uh... And then I, I feel like he could have stopped it. Yeah, he could have. No, knowing that the risks were so high that like possible universal destruction like of everyone. In. Step up, buddy. Yeah. But he's like, no, it's chill. Um, Marty 
I mean, this, I mean this with all due respect to Marty McFly, if he's listening. Is a terrible boyfriend? He's a terrible boyfriend and not that bright. He gets by on charm. I'm, I'm going to say agree. Agree. Like, yeah. his dimples are doing a lot of work. His brain is doing zero work. No, he's, I mean, he, he fills out a pair of nice tight pants. and <laughs> all, all of his skills. That That is the, yeah, he can skateboard and play guitar. Just like he's ringing a bell. But yeah, those are all his skills. Uh, I was a little sad he did not play uh, guitar in this movie. Uh, spoilers, but yes. Um, anyway, Marty and Doc um, like meet back up, and it's like, okay, we gotta we gotta figure out what we're doing. We gotta save this. We gotta um, figure out what's going on. Also, the newspaper, they have a, a newspaper that keeps changing. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, you know, Marty's son getting arrested, now it's a headline about the, the hoodlums getting arrested. Like, perfect. Crushing. That's all we need. That's great. We're That's good. great. But they have to go and pick out Jennifer. Right. Who is at their house. Right. And Marty, instead of being like, we immediately need to pick up my girlfriend who is in peril. Yeah. Is like, ooh. I got distracted and I went shopping. Mm-hmm. And bought an almanac. Yes. To his defense, I don't think he realized that Jennifer was in danger because, like, that's kind of a hair before. Okay. He he bought the almanac before he like realized he, Jennifer was. He avoided in danger. death. He sees the headline change, and then he's like, he sees that the Cubs win the World Series, and he's like, "Huh, that's cool." Now that's I know some crazy shit. I know the Cubs went, and somebody's like, yeah, man, if I had to put a hundred bucks on there, I'd have a million now. It was a one in a thousand shot. And I'm like, okay, ignore the odds. But um, Marty doesn't. He's like, oh, that's brilliant. And there's an antique store. And they're selling a like a sports almanac from, you know, 1950 to 2000. Which is interesting to him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I could buy that. I know the winning scores of all the games. I could go back in time. Make I got to say, 1985 pocket money to 2015 pocket money. Yeah. He had to be carrying quite a bit of cash. Well, there is actually a little scene there where Doc um, later will pull open a briefcase full of stacks of money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you need? Yeah. Inflation's all, a bitch. Well, it's all in different... <laughs> you know, like eras and decades and all that. So like mm-hmm. if you're in 1911, you need 1911 bills. You can't. Right. right. You can't be showing up with like presidents we haven't even had yet. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're in like 2050, like a one in 2015, Doc's like, here's 50 bucks. Go get a Pepsi, which again, slightly off the mark, but not but as not bad. But not like, you know, I got, well, it's 19... 19- 85 inflation if you would have just like graphed it it would have been $50 for a Pepsi like they really had to tamp down inflation for it not to be like banana pants fair enough Uh, because in like the 1940s it was like a nickel and then by the 1980s it was like 65 cents so like it went up by like 11 right because we had there like 10 years where we were just like nobody was making any money yeah that's true but anyway 
So, but they do figure out they need to go rescue Jennifer. Mm -hmm. And so they go rescue her at her house. Marty's going to stay outside and Doc's going to go in, which is, I have to give it kind of the safer option. Right, right. Then he doesn't bump into his old self or his new self or his kids. Yeah. Or any of the people he looks like. Right. So he's, Marty's going to stay by the car. Doc's going to go to the house and find Jennifer and bring her back. But of course, Marty is a dumb ass. And leaves the car unattended. They've done this like three times already. Yeah. Well, they no. Just, no, because when they left Jennifer, they didn't even leave her in the in the car. Oh yeah, yeah. They just left. Leaving... They left her on the alley. They left the DeLorean also on the alley. And there was like, I'm gonna go knock out your son. You go pretend to be him. True. True. So I guess they think it's okay. Right. But Biff somehow tracks them down. Biff tracks them down. And is like, oh, that's that car I saw. Gets in. 1985 has been obsessed with it since he saw it fly away in 1985. Figures it out. How to work it. How to get it to 88 miles an hour. All the details. Biff yes. is a genius. I mean, maybe the time that he saw the DeLorean fly away, he like dedicated his life to the study of DeLorean-based time machines. And so he like knew. It's a reasonable decision. I mean, people have dedicated their lives to very interesting pursuits. I know one couple that's been doing a podcast about <laughs> kids' movies for three years. So that's that. Two and a half. It's true. Um, but yeah, I guess he, he does figure out how to make the machine go, disappears, and then just comes back to the same exact moment. Mm -hmm. And exits. And maybe dies? I'm not really clear what happens. Okay. So, there's... The established rules yes. are that you disappear from the current timeline. Mm -hmm. And you do not exist in the current timeline uh, unless you return. So it, it's kind of the Bill and Ted's rules. So, like, we're going to assume that we got this right and I set up all this shit. The clock is still always running in San Dimas? A little bit. A Maybe. little a little bit of that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But there's also, like, things take time to take effect. So, like, Marty didn't start disappearing until his, the timeline was, like, way off. And his parents, like, we're definitely not going to get together. I guess. So, like, there, there's a delay. There's a tape delay in the current timeline when you fuck it up. Yeah. Well, and so what happens, what ends up happening is in the future timeline, Marty Sr. gets mm -hmm. home. Apparently gets involved in some sort of fraud thing over the fine phone and gets fired. Right. Which is not great. Marty's not doing great in this timeline anywhere. No. Way. No. This isn't this isn't this isn't the best timeline. This is definitely like not it's not the darkest timeline. But it's not not the darkest timeline. Yeah, it's not great. Um but he gets fired and then Doc is able to kind of sneak Jennifer out and be like, hey, go. But right as she's leaving the front door. Old Jennifer walks in. Mm -hmm. Nine or two thousand fifteen. Jennifer walks in. Right, and they see each other, and she's like, "I'm old, I'm young," and they pass out. And they pass out, and so then Doc and this is where Doc is like, "Oh, Marty, come over here and help me out." So Marty's now not paying attention to the DeLorean. DeLorean leaves and comes back in the same moment. Right, right. He does. He does travel back to the same moment that he left from. So, like, good job, Biff. Good job, Biff. You got that planned. And so they put um, Jennifer in the DeLorean. And just take off. I think Crisis. they put her on a park bench. 
Well, no, they put her in the DeLorean to take her back to 1955. Oh, why did they take her back or to 1985? 19... Okay, sorry. I was like 1985. Take her back to 1985, get her to her house, and drop her off on her front porch swing. Right. And Marty's like, huh, that's weird. I don't remember bars on the window. And then just walks off. Because Marty, again, dumbass. dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. And so he goes, so he goes to sneak into his own house through the window. Not his house. Completely different family leaving there. Mm-hmm. Almost gets beat up by the dad. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And then makes it to downtown, which is like a battle scene. Right, they they live in, like, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> yeah, like, I Can't Drive 55 is playing really loud. There's cars, there's, like, armored personnel carriers driving down the road. Oh, he stops by um, Strickland's house, house, who has been fired from the school because it shut down. Also, the school burned down six years ago, and they're like, so you just don't have a high school anymore? You just, like, all these kids are just running around walking through people's lawns? Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's post-apocalyptic. School is not. I don't know if it's post-apocalyptic. I I mean, apocalypse is probably too strong a term. Too strong. Too strong. It's post, I don't know, maybe two Republican presidents from now. Yes, it's, yeah, it's two Republican presidents from now. It's, like, fully defunding uh, the American uh, educational system. Infrastructure. Right, right. Um, You know, probably also just, like, Allowing the rampant rise of militarized radical right-wing groups. Right, right. Like, it seems like that's pretty much on right. par. For Corporatizing where... police. Like, yeah, like, I think I think that's pretty much... I'm, I'm not going to say I don't... I'm not going to say I don't see it. I'm not going to say... Yeah, I'm not saying we can't see where we are from here. There's a giant casino on Town Square. Mm-hmm. And it's operated by Biff. Right. So Biff, with the help of the almanac, has like turned himself into Donald Trump. Yes, a slightly worse version of Donald Trump, but I'm gonna say slightly. I'm not. I don't think so. I don't think it's slightly worse. I think it's the same. I think he's a little less covert about how bad he is yes yes like uh Don- the real donald trump is more of a schmoozer than than biff is biff is not much of a schmoozer he's like i have power and you listen to me yeah yeah when when you're famous they let you get away with it right to quote the actual donald trump indeed indeed but yeah i mean it is obvious who they took their inspiration from <laughs> right right he has a big like biff tower he has casinos he has a gold toilet it's like beat for beat it's beat for beat it's pretty much who it is also i want to point out this was not a good thing in this movie if no, you're watching no no it was not 2015 was not prescriptive it was a <laughs> warning in back to the future part two except for the cubs winning the world series that was great you can have that one <laughs> good for you well actually i guess this is 1985 but still yes yes yeah um anyway um as marty's like kind of looking at what's going around um some of Biff's goons walk up behind him and literally knock him the fuck out with like a pistol whip to the back of the head. Right. And carry him inside. Carry him inside. And the reason they do that is because Biff is Marty's step dad. Oh, yes. 
Marty. So when Marty's coming to, he's like, Mom, is that you? And Lorraine is there. She's like, yeah, Marty, it's me. Right. And when the lights come up. like, I had the craziest dream. He's like, well, you're back in 1985. Yay. He's like, I was flying in a car. She's like, yeah, and you're safe here on the 23rd floor. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? And yeah, it's the 23rd floor of Biff Tower. And his mom is there. And she's had some work done. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. But like, um, for Marty, and as, you know, her son coming to terms with this, she's wearing a very low-cut dress with much larger breasts than she had before. And mm-hmm. he just cannot process this in a in a healthy way. Right, right. It's a, it's a little bit of a shock to his system. Yeah. And I, I mean... Sure, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's just like, wow. Well, he's also woken up in an alternate timeline. Yeah, he's processing a lot of things he's concurrently. Like, what is going on? And I think I think when you're processing things like that concurrently, you focus on the things closest to what you can process. And that was the thing. He was like, all right, I understand everything on how this could happen. I don't get the why yet, but I'm just... I'm working on that why. Then we'll move on to the Biff has a tower and courthouse square why. And why is my mom in the tower with, with Biff. Biff on courthouse square? Not knowing that that explains the first thing, um, unfortunately, because mom is married to Biff. Right. Because his dad died. Right. His dad died and uh, Biff took Lorraine as his third wife. And he's like, third time's the charm. Yeah. You can tell she wasn't initially into it. I don't know what her play was, other than maybe protecting her family. And yeah, yeah. I mean, he had so. money and resources, and like she, he could make sure that her kids go to college and or ruin her life. And ruin her life. I mean, both and. Yeah, like that was the choice she had to make, so she made it, and she's kind of. Got a little Stockholm trying to justify her situation. I mean, also, she's just living with the choices she had. Yes. And so there's a whole scene where Lorraine's there and Biff's there and Marty's there and they're all arguing and Marty's just filling in the details. Like, what the fuck? Because this is 1985. Right. He was supposed to go back to his 1985 where he has like a new black Toyota truck and a girlfriend and, like, successful parents in a cute house. And it's all been stripped away in the worst kind of way. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to figure it out. And so it looks like Biff has basically paid this 1985 Marty to go away and never come back. And so the fact that Marty's in Hill Valley is a violation of that agreement. And he's like, listen, I'm going to cut you off and I'm going to kill you if I see you again. So get the fuck out of my town. And the rain is sad and unable to do anything but like also like her son is provided for if he just leaves town like that's all you got to do and this is the best case for you so just do it just listen to him right just just listen to my husband slash your stepfather and it won't be that bad also like biff does come to like physical violence with both marty and the ring which i mean asshole i'm yes yes this is not new for Biff, though. No. Biff he, Biff is a, a man of violence and abuse. Yes, so exactly. So he remains a consistent character. Not a dynamic character, Biff. Not uh, at all. Not what he wants to do. And so Marty ends mm-hmm. up running off to visit his dad's grave. 
Right. Where he's intercepted because, by like, Doc. Because, like, some closure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so Doc pulls him in, and they go to Doc's old lab, which is now a ruin. And he's like, listen, here's the deal. Um, somehow something got messed up. We are on alternate 1985. And we got to figure out what happened before this. To get back. The, to to regular 1985, or even better than regular 1985, the... The best version of 1985, which is where we last left the movie of Back to the Future 1. So how do we get there from here? We got to figure out the juncture. By the way, I want to point out something. Act 1 of this movie is kind of, you know, the introducing the characters and the concepts, right? That's mm -hmm. Act 1. Act 2 is the rising action where things are building and Act 3 is the payoff, right? Sure. This is kind of the end of Act 1. The future part of Back to the Future Part 2 is actually in the past. Well, it's 2011 or the 2015 part. Mm -hmm. Only was like that was all the marketing. That was all the excitement for this right. movie. It was like 10 fucking minutes. Yeah, it was like 10 minutes. Yeah. So they're in nine. They're in 2015 for like a minute. Yeah. And then they're back in alternate uh, 1985. And then they decide, oh, shit. They have to go back to 1955, which is where uh, Biff gave himself the almanac. Okay. Mm. Question. Yes. So, old Biff. Yeah. Totally breaks all the rules about interacting with yourself. Because he doesn't know the rules. But, interacts with young Biff. Right. Young Biff neither passes out nor breaks the space-time continuum. Is that because young Biff is dumb as shit? That is exactly why. I was about to say, that's why. <laughs> because, because the, yeah, because Jennifer figures it out because she recognizes herself in that moment and both ways. Mm -hmm. Bi old Biff comes to meet new Biff. Old Biff knows Old Biff up. knows what's up. New Biff is, or old, yeah, whatever. It's not Night a shock to him. Young Biff. Young Biff is dumb as fuck. Yeah, he's like, who are you, old man? Right. He's like, let's just say I'm related. Yeah, and then Biff can, oh, young Biff can put that into his vague relations pile and be like, whatever, old man. Sure, whatever, old man. Yeah, so he's fine. So yeah, it is the stupidity of Biff that saves this whole thing. That saves the universe from completely unraveling. I would say so. That's a real dice roll on I was, like, dumb as shit as a kid. Mm-hmm. So, but... What happens is Doc is able to figure out that Biff makes a bet mm -hmm. the day after the clock tower gets struck by lightning using the almanac to know who's going to win and makes his first million dollars at the racetrack. All right. And that's the beginning. And that's the beginning of Biff becoming a super powerful, super rich, the luckiest man in America. And there's a photo and he's got Marty's almanac in his pocket. And they're like, OK, so this is ground zero. This is the first bet Biff made with that almanac. We, we gotta, gotta go, go back, back to before then, or at then. Yeah, like, we should go, like, the day before and figure out when this happens, and then maybe we can stop we it. We can intercept it. And so they have to go back to the day of the lightning strike. The right, morning the enchantment the under the sea dance back in November, whatever, 5th, 1955. 1955. And uh, so they jump in. 
they jump right into where Marty's like neighborhood is going to be built. They hide the DeLorean behind the same sign that they hid the DeLorean behind in the first. Shouldn't movie. there already be a DeLorean there? No, it had just left. It had oh. gone to Doc's place. So there should still be like all those handy uh, trees. <laughs> yeah, all those Christmas trees are there. So just convenient. waiting for another DeLorean to drive up. So and meet convenient. It. It's like De- De- DeLorean time machine parking. Only. Yes. It's got a sign on the back. It's fine. Right. And um, and so they're like, all right, we have to avoid ourselves. We have to figure out what's going on. So Marty, here's a stack of cash. Go into town. Get yourself some clothes that'll help you blend in. And then keep a low profile. Follow Biff and see if you can figure out when 1955 Biff meets 2015 Biff. And go from there. All right. So Marty keeping a low profile is like every eight-year-old dressing up like a spy. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like, I got a trench coat. I got a, like a black fedora. I got some sunglasses. sunglasses. I'm walkie-talkie. Ga- I'm whistling. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm inconspicuous. I, I'm very inconspicuous. And also, <laughs> he gets so easily distracted. Well, no, he ends up jumping in the back of Biff's car. Mm-hmm. And so he's there when old Biff meets young Biff mm-hmm. inside of the narrative of the. But, start, he, but he can't steal the almanac for reasons. It keeps just being out of reach or just at the wrong moment or something. And is he ends up getting his dumb ass locked inside Biff's garage. Yes. Which. Stupid idiot. I mean. And yeah, and old Biff has given young Biff. The almanac, but young Biff's like, I don't believe you. I don't mm-hmm. think this is right. Like, who the hell are you? And then, yeah. I'm just also curious, where did old Biff, 2020, or 2015 Biff, where did he park the DeLorean? Because I don't feel like that Biff would have been as careful. No, I think he parked it in front of new young Biff's house. Possibly. Yeah, I think he just parked it in front of the house. He's like, I'm just going to be a minute. Well, he meets up with young Biff on the square. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. That's that's odd. Like a real public meeting. Yeah. But also, it's funny because if you think about it, at this moment, while old Biff is in 1955, before he goes back to 2015, Mm -hmm. there are three copies of the DeLorean. In 1955? In 1955. There's the one that Biff has? Yeah. The one that Marty has from the first movie? Yes. And the one that Doc the, has from the second movie. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Like, so in Back to the Future Timeline, you just make a copy of yourself. Well, no. Until you can come back. No. I mean, you transport yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's... So you do not exist in whatever timeline you left. Right. If that timeline keeps going. But you have the but... option to come back... Like Marty did. Marty Marty actually came back when he left in the first one. He came back 10 minutes earlier than he left. So for a brief moment, there are two Martys there. Yes. Until Marty Prime leaves and Marty returning. So Marty and Jennifer going into the future. Yeah. If they didn't make it back in time, wouldn't be there with kids. It would just be like a like memorial of... You know, 30 years ago today, Marty disappeared. Yeah, Marty and Jennifer disappeared into the ether. We assume they just ran off together to, like, L.A. and Right, we're always going to leave the light on for them. Like... Yeah. But when they traveled into the future and they had kids and they knew they came back. Yeah, if they would have come back just to, to, like, the moment after the DeLorean left, 
in the right 1985, they would have had some things to talk about. Like, so apparently we get married and have kids. So do you, I mean, that's a heavy thing to throw at some high schoolers. Right. Who's 17. Um, also doc Mm -hmm. first, first movie doc who was like, you can't fuck with the timeline. Uh, second movie doc throws that all out the window. Oh yeah. Why wouldn't he just tell them like, Hey, some shit's going to go down with your kids. Like be better parents. Yeah, I mean, like maybe or, like keep a track like, of things. Keep keep them home on this day. Yeah, here put a you know here's a, I'm going to put an appointment in your iCal for right. your iPhone. Right. That ground your kids. Signed, Doc from the future. What? Right, right on on Saturday the day before. Like yeah. sure. Yeah. Like there there was other ways he could have solved this without traveling into the future. I guess. but he has a machine. He likes to use it. He's like, I bought this. Metaphor? I bought this. I spent all this money. It's a sunk cost. Like, I, I want to get my biggest bang for my buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole weird thing. Sorry, I, I forgot know. where we were now. Marty's locked in the garage. Doc goes to the square and meets up with Doc. Oh, with other Doc, yeah. And they have a scene together, which is weird, but Right, it, was, it was the height of uh, 1985 uh, CG shenanigans. Uh, no CG, just split frame. Because mm-hmm. there's conveniently a like a pole pole that in runs them. yeah runs down the middle of the scene and the camera is locked, so Doc just has to do both scenes at the same time. Right, and one time he's wearing a hat, and one time he's not wearing a hat, so like it's fine. You it's can fine. you can tell. He has a well because he's Christopher Lloyd, a consummate actor. Consummate. And so Marty does eventually. Uh, get released from the uh, from garage. the garage. Yep. By who? A squirrel. Well, Biff's going to take the car to the you know enchantment under the sea dance. Enchantment under the sea dance. And so Marty's in the back of that car, and he goes in, and now it does. Be- nobody check the back seat for murderers. Like this is truly like a very privileged white man perspective. I mean. To never yeah. to never have to check the back seat of your convertible for murderers and rapists. Like, there is not a woman alive who has driven a convertible who has not checked the back seat. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the person you're checking the back seat for in Hill Valley is Biff. Is Biff. And if Biff is driving the car, then like well, it's probably safe. He's probably also not in the back seat, but he didn't know about time travel. <laughs> Truth. I mean, Biff was in the front oh, seat. Of old Biff is waiting in the back seat. He's going to rape young Biff? I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. And whatever you're into. I mean, no. No. Actually, don't be into no, rape. Don't That's be into okay. rape. It's not chill. It's not okay. So they go to the Chairman of the Sea dance, and this is where I'm, like, really impressed with the writers. Yes, with the, with the time pretzel that is this movie inside of another movie. It's like the wooden roller coaster where you go up the hill and down the hill, and then the whole rest of the roller coaster is, like, inside the roller coaster. Yeah, but somehow dodges itself yeah. from earlier. Yeah, like it, like, you just see it in passing. It's actually... Very well designed. Yeah, this is very well orchestrated. And I cannot even do it justice because I'm like three drinks in. Yeah, same. The the whole concept (laughs) is that Marty is navigating himself through 
the Enchantment of the Sea dance again as other Marty from literal literal yesterday. Right, right. So less he than twenty four hours ago, Marty can't fuck time. up anything that uh, Marty like one does, getting his parents back together, and he has to try to get the almanac from Biff. Yeah, and not interact with anyone else because who knows. Who knows what might happen? What ripples may occur. Right. Because he already rippled the hell out of the timeline last time. Right, and it worked in his favor, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So he ends up, like, trying to track down Biff, who then gets caught by Strickland. Mm -hmm. Strickland confiscates what he thinks is the almanac, what Marty thinks is the almanac, but it turns out to be, like, a lad A nudie magazine. in 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 the cover. And then... He's like, fuck, I got to go find Biff again. He ends up catching up to Biff right when George knocks Biff out in the first movie. I am sad that there's not a lot of Crispin in this movie. Yeah, there could have been much more Crispin Glover and I'd have been fun with it. Yes. That'd be great. Um, And is able to steal the almanac from knocked out Biff, which one of the other guys that's around is like, did he just steal his wallet? I think he stole his wallet. I think he stole his wallet. He's going to say that five times. It's the only line this actor has. I mean, he really milks it. Maybe maybe he was just like, you get to say this line, but you can say it as many times as you want. Yeah. (laughs) You do you, bro. Uh, Marty ends up running into the dance, but now he's pursued by... By Biff Scoons? Yeah, Biff Scoons, who when they get in, first off... They think they locked Marty in the trunk. So to see Marty stealing the the book is weird. Mm-hmm. But they don't think too hard about it because they don't think too hard about anything. Also, Marty's playing the guitar. Yeah. And they run in when they run into the gym, Marty hides under a table and they run in and they're like, how do you get up on stage playing guitar? And how did you change his clothes so fast? Doesn't matter. We'll get him when he gets off. And they go backstage to meet him and beat right. him up. Because they can't disrupt a dance. No, that'd be gauche. Right, right. They're they are hoodlums with manners. Indeed. So Marty now has to figure out how to protect himself from yesterday mm-hmm. in 1955. It's very confusing. Without being obvious about it. So he like ends up climbing through the top of the theater like rigging. Right. And dropping sandbags on the goons. Right. And then escaping out the back door where he meets Biff. Where he meets Biff. And Biff's like... You fucker. Yeah, where's... I hate you. I hate you. Where's my mag? Like, also, George knocked me out. That's unacceptable. And then other Marty... Marty 1.0 comes running out the same door, smashes Marty 2.0 in the face, and knocks him over. With the door. With the door. And that's when Biff's like, wait, the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. And that Marty does get away to go and go back to, back to 1985. The yeah, with the first DeLorean. And now Biff has that Marty. Oh no, he steals the the mag, the almanac from knocked out from, Marty. Yes, and takes off in his car. Marty has to chase him on the hoverboard. Where Doc picks him up, and then they're like, "We got to chase Biff down before he." does anything so that's when marty ends up on the hoverboard chasing biff in the his hoverboard car. in 1985 like they took the hoverboard with him from no they're in 1955 with the ni- 2011 or 2015 hoverboard right but they took the hoverboard with him for reasons right i mean like 
So these people value a hoverboard more than they value a passed out woman. They're like, we'll keep Seems the that way, yeah. we'll keep the hoverboard where safe and sound, it. where we can see it in the DeLorean, where we can lock the doors and keep it from danger. But like passed out woman. We'll leave her on the side of the road. We'll leave her on her front yes. porch. Yes. What's the worst that could happen? What? Yes. It It's a lot cheaper than giving her lines. <laughs> or agency. Oof. Oof. Indeed. Uh, anyway, so there's a chase scene with Marty on the hoverboard. He ends up catching up with Biff, who tries to ram him into the wall and is like, super valuable car that he loves he just like runs it into the wall of a tunnel right he just gets real uh aggro aggro yeah yeah and marty does end up somehow coming up with this this almanac right because he's scrappy scrappy and clever and spry and he's stuck in a tunnel and biff's facing him in this tunnel and it's going to run him down with the car, but Marty takes off as fast as he can on the hoverboard. And right as Biff's about to hit him, Marty grabs a streamer mm-hmm. and swooshes up. Swooshes up because Doc was holding him, um, or Doc was pulling him up on the with DeLorean. the with the floating DeLorean with a f- from alternate nineteen eighty five slash twenty fifteen, right. So they do go back to the front of where Marty's, like, neighborhood is going to be. Mm-hmm. And Doc lowers Marty to the ground and then is going to land the DeLorean when lightning... The DeLorean gets struck by lightning. The DeLorean itself. And it gets zhooshed into the past. Well, it just disappears. It as just far disappears. as Marty can see. Yeah, and the and the flags fall down onto the floor and he's like, oh, I've lost Doc. This is at least also the, his ride back to nineteen eighty five. Also his ride back to nineteen eighty five. This is at least the third time that Doc has died in this movie. Yeah, and the third time that or Marty this... has experienced Doc dying. It's been at, two days of Marty time. At two days of Marty time, at least the third time that Doc has died. So, like, at some point, you got to be like, "Fucker's gonna cry, Rolf." Like, you know, he's You'll not really dead. He's com- he's comic book dead. He's already died on me three times. You yeah, know, I guess. And, like, Marty is there grieving and confused and, like, trying to figure out what the fuck just happened, how he's going to get back to 1985. When a man from Western Union comes to deliver a personal telegram. Letter. Letter. Mm -hmm. Message. Yeah. He's like, hey, we've had this for 70 years. We were wondering who we'd be giving it to or if you'd even be here, but looks like they were right. So, uh, Marty, here's your letter. See you later. Doesn't even stick around for what the letter is. Doesn't right. ask any questions. Right. It wasn't like we I, have a, we have a bet in the office about what this is about. Is it about cupcakes? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Is Also, nobody opened that letter in 70 years. I find that to be. I, I for one, take this as a commendable um, point about Western Union. Western Union. Professionalism. Like, truly professional. And it is a letter from Doc from ni- from eighteen eighty five. Eighteen eighty five. I I do admire because it was 18, five. We went back thirty years to fifty five. We went forward thirty years to twenty fifteen. Thirty five is now we've gone back to a yeah. hundred years. 
Is there something about the position of the Earth or... That would make sense. That would make sense. Because last time we talked about how both your time and your position have to be fixed. Yeah. Or maybe it's part of the calculation. And so maybe 30 years or 100 years are an easier jump than like yesterday. Yeah, maybe so. Oh, yeah. And like maybe a minute from now is easy enough. But like... Yeah, you gotta... Yeah, like, I I can see that where there's, like, a cadence, where, like, this is really easy, but this is really hard. Yeah, like, if and we so, want to go 25 years, I'm gonna, like... I have to do way more math. I have to do way more. Can we just do 30 and, like, you take five years to, like... I understand that. Once you figure out one formula, like, can we just apply this to everything? Yeah, it's the chemist talking. I get here. that. I get that. And you're like, I already made an Excel spreadsheet for it. Can we just do this? But, yeah. But anyway, but Marty is very relieved that Doc is not dead. He just went to 1985, which means he's fucking dead he's now. He's fucking dead now. So I don't know what the academic purpose of that is, other than the fact that there's now potentially a fourth DeLorean in 1980 or 1955 if Doc died without going back into the right Ooh, timeline. Yeah, he should have found that abandoned DeLorean. Yeah. Yeah. It's outside of Biff's house. Well, no, DeLorean 3, Biff already came and went in, probably. Yes, yes. I don't, we don't know how long he was in 1955. He could have been there. Short, a short time. I think it was a short time. Like, it's one conversation and then back to 2015. Which, like, if you had a time machine and you were giving your old... Your 18-year-old knucklehead self. 18-year-old knucklehead self, like, the keys to the universe, would you go back to your shitty 2015 life? No. No. Would you travel then to be like, no, I want to go to, like, me being 25. Mm-hmm. Make sure I didn't fuck it all up. Right. Like, I, w- I would skip a few places along the way. Yeah. Be like, not that I don't trust me. But I'm going to show up as a guardian angel for myself. Right. Right. But, Make sure. Yeah. But at the end of this, there is a little clip that says... To be continued in Back to the Future Part 3. To be continued in Back to the Future Part 3. And there's a montage of very Western scenes. Right. Uh, Is this the movie? Doesn't he say, like, the final frontier is to, like, figure out women? Doesn't he say that in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of, when they go from 2015 to 20, or 19, let me try that again. When they go from 2015 to 1985, Doc's like, yep, no, I'm, th- this was way too dangerous. I'm never messing with the time continuum again. I'm going to destroy the DeLorean and s- set out to solve that other great mystery of the universe. Women. Okay. Pro tip for yeah. you, Doc Brown. Women are people. Period. Yes. There is no figuring them out. You just find a particular woman who is nuanced and multifaceted. And you figure that out. And you figure that one out. I also read in a book, or actually I read on Twitter, that someone <laughs> That read women are people? <laughs> no, uh, that you can fascinate a woman with a piece of cheese. Interesting. That was, Google that. It's a whole, like, there's a whole book of, like, social etiquette and like was it written in like 1912 yeah yeah it's like a hella old book okay. but it's like you can fascinate a woman with a piece of cheese and i was just like first off my experience does actually bear that out I mean, strangely I'm, I'm here for all of the cheeses indeed yes i am i am here for cheese hmm. hmm. i mean i guess there's some vegans out there that maybe throw that 
right who are like no thanks or well you might show them a piece of cheese and then they're fascinated with telling you about why that's wrong right still but yeah i was really intrigued by that concept right and uh i'm sure there were many comments oh yes yes. on the very egalitarian reddit who was like this is bullshit and they're like nope nope yeah there there's a there's a decent split of wow that's kind of offensive but also tell me about the cheese like yeah it's so wrong that like you could just you can just run with it but anyway so yeah so that's the end of that movie this movie is like i said it is you you called it a time pretzel which is right yeah. It wraps in and out of itself and in and out of its prequel. Mm-hmm. Beautifully. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It is that wooden roller coaster where it's all inside itself most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like those Shakespearean comedies of errors. Yeah. Like, this is very much much ado about nothing. Yeah. We're like, if anybody entered or exited that scene five seconds earlier or later, the whole scene comes down. Right. And, and whole, also like, yeah. There are multiple versions of every person, and you're like, maybe they're twins! And fairies. Yes, and then fairies. In this one, Doc Brown is the fairy. Doc Brown is the fairy. He's a yes. chaos monkey. Yes, and also Deus S. Mechina. Like, like, bloop, bloop, bloop! Yeah, it just shows up at the end. I of fixed rope. it! Yeah! And you're like, I don't, I don't think that's how you fix anything. Okay, then I fixed it, then fucked it all up in the same grand gesture. Sure. Thanks, Sure, sure, Doc. sure. So did we learn things? Um, apparently, Marty hoverboard- McFly's the worst boyfriend ever. He is the worst boyfriend ever because he values that. hoverboards more than human life. Right. He treats women like they're objects. And it's objects like women. No. Right. Maybe. Uh, I would say I'm not judging, but I'm kind of judging. Yes. Um, Doc is also fairly terrible in that... No, he is terrible. He's just not anybody's boyfriend. Yeah, true. In but this particular movie. In this particular movie. movie. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, but yeah, he's going to have a journey, I guess, in the next one, maybe. maybe. But also, he Doc does, does not care about the rules unless they the man does not him. give a fuck. Yeah. He is the honey badger of the time travel world. Yeah. So, I don't watch Rick and Morty. Same. Because, um... Because people who watch Rick and Morty are assholes. Yeah, and I don't want to get that stank on me. Um, I not mean, entirely. I'm sure you can watch Rick and Morty and not be an asshole, but I don't feel like you can talk about watching Rick and Morty without being an asshole. Yeah, I think so. That has been my particular experience. Yeah. Um, and also, when you talk about Rick and Morty, people are like, oh, that asshole. Like, just instantly, it's kind of just socially assumed... <laughs> Rick and Morty fans, don't at us. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but I, like... It's possible that you are a fan and also not an asshole, but that has not been my experience. Yeah, and also, um, if you're going to yell at me on the internet how you're not an asshole, like, maybe... Yeah, if you're in caps being like, I'm not an asshole, and you're like, oh. Yeah, good sorry, point, sir. Sorry, I'm going to argue your point, man. I'm just going to let you have that. Yeah. I can see. My mistake. So, but anyway... um. But, yeah, he is just a sociopath that's like, I get to do whatever I want and whatever's good for me, but I'm also going to, like, arbitrarily throw rules at other people and, like... Right, and then get mad at them when they, like, try to follow them the best they can and fail, like... Yeah, and then I'm over here doing whatever the fuck I want. 
Right. What was he doing while Jennifer was passed out in that alley? Like the whole time. He was trying to knock out Marty Jr. It doesn't take that long. Apparently. And he also fucked that up, which he never expresses any regret. He just shifts blame to Jennifer. He's like, well, I had to knock Jennifer out, so I didn't have enough power in my knocker-outer device to knock out Marty Jr. Also, he didn't have to knock Jennifer out. He didn't even have to bring Jennifer with. No. These were all his decisions. Right. And so, and then also, he didn't have to knock Marty Jr. out. He could have somehow distracted him with other things. Right, he could have been like... Marty Jr. seems like the kind of guy that's distracted by... Yeah, uh, yeah, a shiny, flashy do-hobby. Like, let me buy you a soda. Yeah, let me buy a soda at the 90s cafe, and we can listen to some Cobain, and... Right. It's right around the corner. Right, I brought you a flannel. Yeah, it's fine. You'll blend right in. I will say, fashion, like, the fashion of the future in the 80s... Is your desired fashion? Yes. I mean, yes. When you're not dressed like a garden witch overall? Yeah. I mean, right now I'm, uh, yeah, I, I am wearing some garden witch overalls. Uh, yeah. So the 80s did not anticipate the pendulum swing where it's like, we're just going to be more whatever we are now. And you're like, nah, bro, everyone's going to wear like a linen potato sack. <laughs> yep. And that's what's going to be cool. Like they didn't. They didn't uh, anticipate the the pendulum swing, which like they should have. They should have anticipated a pendulum swing. Yeah, but like, they're like, no, we're only we're only moving forward in fashion. Yeah, because that would be like uh, saying the '80s were only just going to be like more of the '50s. Like, mm-hmm. no, they're wildly different from the right, '50s. Right. The 2010s are going to be wildly different from the '80s. Now you can't predict it, but there it is. I do remember. So this movie has a lot of neon, a lot of shiny surfaces, a lot of angular stuff. Has the sunglasses that walked rack fall around. I think it was Burger King had a promotion where you could get those. Where you can get the wraparound sunglasses. Yeah, that was a thing, I think. Like, I I get a lot of what was happening, but, like, at the same time. I'm yeah, not, not here for the style. No. Like, do I want to wear, like, a big shiny robe out in public? Sure. <laughs> Sure, I do. <laughs> yes, you do. I can see that, Miss Moo Moo. But yeah, do I want to wear um, Marty Senior's two tie? Like, yes, he had, he wore two, two ties. ties. No, I don't. I don't want to yeah. wear that at all. I was like, I don't see two ties catching on at all. I mean, obviously, it did not. Yeah, because but. like a man doesn't want to wear one tie. Let alone two ties. Do I want the Black & Decker food dehydrator where you just throw, like, little pellet pizzas in and get a whole... And get, like, a hamburger? Yeah. I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah, we were all supposed to be eating, like, space food. Mm-hmm. At one point, they're at um, they're at dinner, and this whole, like, hydrophonic farm comes out of the ceiling, and they're able to just grab fruit off it. they just, like, pull, it. like, grapes off of it? Yeah. That's fucking great. I was like, that'd be cool. I'm here for that. Uh, yeah. Nah, I don't have one of those. Uh, the video conferencing, spot on. Yeah, getting fired over a Zoom call, spot on. That was that was even early for its time, so mm-hmm. good for that. So you know, all of you that have had that experience, we salute you. Nineteen eighty five, Back to the Future called it. Mm-hmm. If it makes you feel better, it probably won't. No, probably not. So, on that note, please parent responsibly. I guess. <laughs>